0: This is very exciting. We got Phineas with us in LA.
1: He had to come out for episode one hundred. You know when we started this thing? Can we can we rewind the clock a little bit? Like
2: <laughs> you were living in Brooklyn.
1: I was yeah. It was I mean? How long ago was it? <laughs> two, two years. It's Almost. Almost two, two years. Almost two years in June. Yeah. You all were at a different office, and our first episode was logic. I remember being like. Oh, damn. Episode one. (laughs) Logic. And you guys were super nervous. You were sitting in, in, like, two chairs, like, right next to each other with that big peace sign behind you. And, like, we had a huge audio issue with Logic. Like, his audio just, like, didn't work. It was our fault, maybe. We couldn't figure it out. And he had that like tech guy on his side and he was really gracious. And then Logic was just a dominant guest. Fantastic. <laughs> it was a, off with of a bank. Two years Great ago. Guess. Unbelievable. Anyway. Usage rate was was off the charts. It was off the charts. Uh you wanna well you wanna welcome the audience? Who wants to who wants to bring us in? Yeah.
0: Uh welcome everyone to episode one hundred of the Mad Happy Podcast. When you just said like, let's take it back to the beginning. I think it's just like I remember me and Payman even talking about the show in the beginning. And I think, you know, wanting, how do we do it? Who do we do it with? How do we do it like the right way? You know, I remember us talking to like a couple agencies before and and just thinking about what was the format of the show, how do we want to do it? How did we meet Phineas? Through Alex.
1: Alex. Oh, and you knew Alex, how? I've known Alex, I don't know, for a long time, like loosely through New York stuff. Yeah. New York marketing startup stuff. Yeah. I can't remember how we met, um, but we've loosely known each other for a long time.
0: Yeah. I think it's like just thinking back on the last hundred, like how naturally the flow has sort of just, the show has just developed into like what's been like the best way to just like flow and like adapt. You know, I think that we've been super fluid with like how we wanted it to be, what we wanted it to be about, the types of conversations that we have, the types of people that we speak to, all these things. I mean, you know, obviously we started off doing like every single interview together. I think that was like such a fun way to start for us to like experience it and and understand it together. And then sort of realizing once we felt uh, just comfortable and, and just made more sense, you know, scheduling wise, bandwidth wise, whatever, to like hold it on our own. But just even thinking of that format is like, an entirely different show the way that we would prep have For to sure. like go back and forth with each other it's like just such a different chapter
2: yeah it's crazy uh it's also this week or this week which will be two weeks ago when people are listening to this is also like six years since we started the brand so just crazy to be at like almost two years of the podcast six years of the brand kind of at the same time and 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 yeah that's and a crazy
0: it, thought like one third of mad happy we, oh we've had the show
2: yeah well
1: <laughs> basically wow
2: basically um so yeah yeah, that's that's it's
1: awesome you know it's evolved so much but also it's it's also pretty similar in some ways too like it's a show about mental it's conversations about mental health and we haven't strayed from that there were moments where i kind of thought we would you know want to broaden our scope but like the, the show has remained incredibly focused like people come on to talk about their mental health stories And I don't know that that's just been a well that has not dried up. That's just been like ever providing of, of interesting conversations and people being, it's a testament to the, to you, you all, and also the guests being willing to kind of go there. Yeah. Have you all been surprised by how open others have been on the pod? Well, I think
2: that we're not, I mean, we're just talking about like sort of people's like life story, which like mental health is a part of. So I don't think it's like that crazy to, have people share that stuff i do think you're right that like people do want to share it more when they're on maybe this show but i think it's nothing like crazy that we're asking you know yeah i think they're just like it's a very open environment so people feel comfortable
1: doing that you know there have been many moments where you like people say i've never really shared this before <laughs> yeah. like you know people get really excited to have the conversation they're like yeah anyway i've been that that's been a definitely a surprise a pleasant surprise over over the the two years of like at each time people sh- they just want to peel back more and more and talk about these things to the point where a few episodes ago I can't remember it was like one of the interviews Mason had our guest started talking about her medication like unprompted Chelsea I think yeah Chelsea just started yeah. talking about her medication openly you know and I was thinking I was listening to that I was editing that episode we were we were, we were doing the post on that episode and it was like damn like she just sort of jumped there and a testament to her a testament to you but also a testament to the reputation of the podcast it's like this is what we talk about here
0: yeah i think it is like about the reputation like you said of like in the beginning i i was definitely more surprised of like what what are they going to say or what are we going to think what what direction is the conversation going to go in but you know coming up on two years of having a show there's there's history there there's a reputation there's like a legacy that we're leaving and i think there definitely was like not really a a show like in in the podcast space that was having these sorts of conversations and i think now to actually like build a consistent uh listener base and reputation as a show of like hey you can come here and you can talk about these things and like this is a really like safe space and a and an empathetic and encouraging space where like you know we can between payment and i like like i feel like we can really touch on a and relate to a wide range of experiences and, and ups and downs and uh, family stuff and and really just like all these different ways that we can relate to so many people and I think you know part of why that well hasn't dried up like you were saying is because it's like just such an ongoing universal part of life you know that even every you know 70 plus guests that we've had so far like we could bring them all back and the conversation could be completely different of like what's been going on with them the last year or even like every single day it's like like our mental health can range to so many different things and i think that's part of the beauty of like what what we've been trying to do with this show part of the beauty of what we're trying to accomplish with mad happy is like that it's never our mental health is never going to end we're always constantly learning and, and evolving and growing and disappointing ourselves and and having really bad days and all these sorts of things. And I think the most important thing through it all is just uh, being able to talk about it and just being able to express it. Um, and I, I feel really like honored and it's been so amazing to like be able to provide a platform where not only have, have we been able to do that ourselves, and I think think about our own growth uh, in these last couple of years, but to provide the platform for so many amazing people, You know, like some of which who have massive audiences and massive reaches who, to your point, come on and say, holy shit, I've, I've never even said this before. Like, they're not even planning on bringing it up, but it just sort of comes out in the natural flow of conversation, and I think, you know, that's, that's probably my favorite part of, of the last 100 episodes,
1: and I think also what I'm most excited about uh, for the next 100. The show is not motivated by anything except for an authentic conversation. And, again, that's a testament to the vision, you know. Many shows are motivated by other things, and that comes through you know we don't do a lot of cuts for example like we don't take out sections we don't this is basically just the conversation as it stands and that stayed true and I think I think that's pretty rare anyway episode 100 we've been reaching out to to listeners and we're gonna answer some of their questions and comments in a few minutes but first can't can't forget Phase one. <laughs> but first, we're going to uh, answer the, the sort of the masthead topic of the episode, which is about our personal mental health evolution and self-awareness in starting the show. The notes here are specifically relating to how the show prep, conversations, and reception has supported or changed your mental health routines or care. Phineas, let's start with you on that one what I love about this work and this show is you know podcasts are intensely personal you know the good ones are personal and they force us to live in a headspace for X amount of time and that is special and this one forces me to think about mental health generally and thereby my own mental health which is not something that uh is always easy to do but this forces you to do it and so for me the way it's changed my uh, you know evolved my mental health and self-awareness is that like i'm just cognizant of how i'm feeling and thinking about it on a more frequent basis because i'm forced to think about these topics every single week and So I think it's just more present in my life and I consider my emotions more. I don't express them on the microphone as much as you all do. And I think that is somewhat of a different experience, but I definitely consider it significantly more than I did before, yeah. Also just like the concept of mental health, it's still pretty new. I mean, Matt Happy, you said you've been around six years, but the concept of mental health is still pretty novel you know, people still don't know fully what it means. And like, I think I'm just more comfortable and accepting of the idea that mental health is a thing at all to be considered.
0: Uh, What did that, a relationship with you and mental health look like before
1: we met? I I grew up, my mom's a therapist. And so, you know, sort of similar. So I knew about it. (laughs) Well, I mean, sort of similar to how you've described your upbringing a little bit was like, If there's a thing, we sit down and we talk about it. You know, family meetings, everybody get, there's an issue, everybody get in a circle and each of us go around and be heard and express our opinions. So, in that way, I've always been very comfortable with expressing my emotions. However, I think the difference is there's a self critique and a self reflection that wasn't always there. I'm great at going there with other people and for other people, very comfortable with that you know, let's problem solve, let's talk about it. And even in those moments being like, I'm feeling this way, you're feeling this way and like problem solving it. But there's a difference, the like introspection of like, like not actually even talking about it, just like looking deep inside and being like, how am I feeling about this thing? You know, there's a self-reflection that I, that has, that wasn't there as much prior to, to the last couple of years. Still working on it. Definitely easier to externalize for me than to internalize. But yeah, it's been a very different journey than how I was brought up. But I, you know, in some ways, I think it's interesting about Matt Happy and the show is like, and you say this all the time, you know, you're not trained professionals. So you're almost like taking mental health, you're like respecting the science and the, you know, the medical side and you know, the trained professional side the certifications, but you're also sort of taking it and putting it in the mainstream in a way that I don't think it's been done before. And that is makes it easier to approach for a wider audience of people. And that's different for me. That's definitely different. It's almost like Mad Happy is just a fun, cool brand. And then you approach it and then you get, you start to like get pulled into this (laughs) whole world about mental health and sort of like, don't realize that you're considering all these things, but you are. That's my evolution. What about you? Me? Payman.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Okay, go, go ahead. Go you ahead. were looking at it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> was a little headache He hit the Noel. <laughs> I mean, first off, I had to go look back in uh my camera roll. I feel like the best way to like know like what oh yeah. Kind of headspace I was in or what I was doing, <laughs> I was like, What what are my photos from like summer twenty twenty one of just like who was I? <laughs> What I look like? What was I doing? Totally. Um, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing that this show has forced me to do is like hold myself accountable. You know, I think like when me and Payman come on here and and Phineas, and whether we're talking having an internal episode, talking about ourselves, um, or with a guest, and and what we share, like those are real. You know, we're we're sharing our real experiences, our our real successes and failures and, and passion and, and pain and all these things. And I think it's been just so like one, like, you know, I, I I have been used to like expressing myself my whole life, but never in like a sort of a public way like that, um, which I think has been like a learning curve for me. And then I think just like, even you guys holding me accountable when we come back and talk of like things that I've talked about, of my sobriety on here, my recovery, you know, even like with my girlfriend, Sophia, like she went back and referenced my internal episode that I think was number 10 or 11, fi- 15 or 11. Wow. Whatever it was. And like used some of the things that I said in that to like look at with our therapist. Wow. You know, so like it's, it's all out here. Like there's no yeah. hiding from it. Like when we come into these rooms and we talk about what's going on, like we're not sugarcoating or bullshitting. And yeah. then I think it's like, by putting it out there there's some sort of accountability of like now i owe it to you know if not both of you guys at least like the listeners out there of like we're we're in this together you know like i i need to follow through on these things and and not that i have to be perfect but at least like hey oh how's it how's it going you asked me when i saw you this morning how's the fitness thing going that i brought up a couple weeks ago right it's like yeah when you are are vulnerable and you put yourself out on that ledge like then you open yourself up to like having support and community and accountability. And I think that's what we all need to really keep ourselves going and keep ourselves growing. And I think like I, I, I've been surprised with how much like this show has really held me accountable and like kept me working on my stuff. And you know, it's, did I, did I think when Sophia brought that up, like, fuck, like, why, why did I say that on the show? Or like, Things like that, of course, but I think in the end it's, it's all really <laughs> I like... I thought you were going to say no. I to. <laughs> no, like it's all like, it's all for the best, you know, I think in the end it's like, shit. Yeah. Um, but I think that's been... It's a
1: force function a
0: little bit. It's a force function yeah. and I think it's been really such a beautiful part of it that I wasn't expecting um, and I think now, you know, sometimes I'll see like friends who I don't get to catch up with as often, but who listen to the show and they'll say, oh, like, sick, I heard about what's going on when you were talking to so-and-so or even my my brother i was just talking to him last week he said i know you always say on the podcast that like you know you you grew up with the perfect brother like et cetera, et cetera. like i think that it's really amazing and i think it's also made me realize like you know that that this is a way that people sort of uh keep tabs on like payment of myself and yeah and what's going on in our experiences um and i think i'm super super grateful for it as, as really being like something that i feel keeps me anchored um and that we can keep coming back to and you know i hope the three of us really continue this uh relationship that we have both both on and off the mic of of really holding each other accountable with with our mental health and and sort of our journeys
1: it was episode 12 by the way just damn it up, but when it so was, you're wrong and yours was second right yours was what in the yeah, 20s i was second for sure yeah you that you kicked always, the can you kicked the can for oh so for our first was
2: episode was yeah june 3rd 2021
0: which is my sobriety date also.
2: It is? June 3rd? Yeah. Oh, nice. And Mason's was in August 2021. Mine was... Ooh, wow, 2037. 37. Wow. Yeah, 37. Wow. So 25 episodes. Half a year apart. But yeah, I mean, I think for me... Yeah, 100 episodes is pretty crazy. I mean, that's... That's a lot of episodes. I think also with podcasts, it's like um, it's a different medium. It's it's a lot harder to, to grow, I think, and you have to be very patient. So I think that that's been one challenge and learning of it, but I think we've just stuck to it, and we, we haven't really missed a week, you know, and, and that's been pretty cool for almost two years. Which is um, crazy, by the way. Coming up, and I know that we've had some filler episodes because we've done some reruns in the holidays, <laughs> but I remember... <laughs> we had someone on the show who i won't name but she was like yeah you know we've been doing it for 6 years we haven't missed an episode no reruns like i was like i was like fuck she's she's shitting on us but um but no i mean i think 2 years is pretty crazy and and i think that we're not doing the show only for how many you know you know making it a, the biggest podcast in the world but i think even the audience that we have today or that we've had over the first 2 years has been has been great and and so i think that that's one amazing part of it for me personally yeah i mean first to answer what mason was saying i think i do think that the show has like the examples that you gave about yourself i think those have been i can tell that those have you know helped you in some ways and i think bringing them up um because some of the things you've said many times on the show like you know, the physical health com- even component, which like now you're working on very heavily over the last month, but I think you've probably <laughs> Took said that. damn near two years. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, you said that probably at least like three or four or five times, even though you never said like you were doing something like immediately about it, but that you wanted to or that you knew you needed to eventually. So
0: yeah, you're I so think right.
2: doing it for a long time then let some of these things happen. Obviously we can't accomplish all of these things at once. And then And then, yeah, I think there's, there's ups and downs that that we all have gone through over the last two years which you can kind of see and hear about in the updates that we do and in just like our tones over like the course of a hundred episodes i think that we've had a wide range of guests and i think that all of them have brought something to the table i think for me i've learned a lot from the guests just in terms of like what they're sharing or their experiences that has helped me especially because a lot of them have gone through like similar experiences that like we have in starting to grow a business or whether it was like for them dealing with fame which for us is like dealing with trying to like grow a startup that is sick
0: yeah (laughs) and
2: and then i think when we started the show i was you know i had just started therapy maybe four or five months before that so um it was still new for me but but that was like the period where i was learning a lot about just the process and myself and stuff, and then I think over the last couple years, alongside the show, I've I've grown in many ways because of therapy, because of the show, and just um, because of the people in my life. So it's been a cool way to like watch the progress, I guess, as well.
1: Dude, one hundred percent. Have you felt like? It's been integrated into your life in the same way that Mason's has, like people referencing it, like things that you said specifically on the pod.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people bring up, I mean, people bring up that they listen to to the pod.
0: Payment's not getting called out in his uh, couple's therapy for his episode. No. (laughs) Well,
2: no, I mean, I think, no, I mean, Sarah definitely listens to the show and does reference stuff I say, but I think, um, or says like, I didn't say enough or share enough (laughs) about something, but no, I mean, definitely, like, people bring it up, and I think it's a it's a cool part of the brand, and I think anyone who, of course, like, has kept up with it has, like, learned a lot about what we're doing,
0: both in our daily lives and, and in work. Yeah. I think it's sick, like, even just while you were talking, thinking about everything that's happened for all three of us, even in the last couple of years of, like, payment got engaged, Phineas moved into an apartment with, uh, with his girlfriend, I, whatever, just, like, we're all... <laughs> We're all doing stuff, you know, and I think like to come and you then have like, one for yourself. Uh, I, I, I moved apartments. We, uh, we moved in to a new office. Uh, yeah. All these amazing things. Like yeah. a, my, my brother got engaged, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then every week we're showing up and, and we're talking on these mics and like, obviously all of those experiences are, are coming through in some way. And like, you know, to think about all the different things that have happened with us the last two years. And then to think of one of the only real consistent things that's really stayed is like this show and crazy. I think that's like pretty, pretty neat to think about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a hundred episodes. It's my longest running podcast project of my life. Kind of wow. deep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you didn't think we would go that long. is what he's saying. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, you guys were a tough read early on, you know, we? it was like, yeah, because what were your first impressions? My first impressions are they are very committed to their business. My first impressions are they're building this business and it's real. It, this is the real thing. I was like. So maybe the show might not be real. Yeah, I was like, what? Matt Happy's a real thing. Like, it's not a joke. It's not a tiny podunk thing. Like, yeah, you know, I was like, these, these guys are mission driven and that was a indicator of that was a good thing i was like okay the, the mission of the show reflects the mission of the company it reflects the personal mission so i did think that for in that way like it would sustain but that was my first impression was like they're mission driven they're serious this company is very much an emotional passion as much as it is a business but i didn't know you know but we started off with such a bang like you know celebs oh, shit, yeah. i'm like i'm like damn okay who are you know what and then you never know whether people are going to keep going. You, know, yeah. you never know. It's really hard to tell. Well, yeah. Well, here let's we are. Keep it going. Let's get into some of these questions. All right, questions from the audience. Question one:
3: How does it feel knowing that possibly you guys sat on this idea once upon a time ago and have executed it in a form of it being very well known today? How does that make everybody feel in Mad Happy?
0: I think in like the least cheesy way possible, like the first thing that it makes me think of, of just like really like anything is possible. Like it, it's just like you can literally just think of something and build an entire world and company and mission and community and family around it. And I think it's like, you know, even the biggest things, think about Apple, Amazon, Nike, whatever, like all started exactly the same as like the smallest freaking kernel of just like a thought or an idea. You know, I think that's really like the nucleus of, of everything that we know and see today. And it's all come from human beings and just our ability to be imaginative and creative and communicate. Um, and I think that's a power that everyone possesses that is like truly, uh, you know, there's, there's no barrier of, of, of entry there to really like think, so I would say that anything is possible. Shout out, KG. Anything's
1: possible. Next question.
0: Hey, Payman and Mason. This is Zach. My question for both of you guys is, what's something you've done that's been out of your comfort zone that has ultimately benefited your mental health?
1: Thanks so much. Wow. Well, Great um, question, Zach. Thank you, Zach.
2: Recording a podcast, maybe, about mental health and updating my you know updating the audience every week on how i'm feeling or doing episodes where i'm talking more about myself which i'm not used to i think that that could be applied to to many things in life you know talking to your loved ones or even a therapist or things that you don't feel comfortable with as like a way to grow and as a way to have a new experience that can help you deal with your emotions better or or just deal with life better
1: When you first decided to do a pod, was that a hesitation that you had? No, I
2: didn't really have a hesitation ever. I mean, I knew that that was part of deciding to do one, but I did think that it would be good not only for the brand but for me as well to do. So
1: I don't think it ever was like a hesitation. If anything, it was a good thing. But you have that part of your personality, I think I've learned, is that if it is something that benefits like if if it practically makes sense that it would benefit you and the brand and you don't have fear around it, like you'll you'll jump into it. That's for sure. But if you, but if
0: it's... Fearless, it's a fearless leader. This
1: is out of your comfort zone, but also you weren't hesitant because you were like, it makes sense, so I'm going to do it. Yeah.
0: Is that right? I think so. Right? Yeah. Just generally too on that Zach question, like anything that is uncomfortable, I think feels uncomfortable for a reason. And I think to really uncover that, is regardless of what it is probably benefiting your mental health in some way. You know, I think a lot of uh, uncomfortable situations obviously cause some sort, sort of anxiety. You know, a lot of people say that anxiety is just the result of resisting our feelings. So it's like, what, what feelings are we resisting? Uh, that's causing us to be uncomfortable. And I think, you know, the best things for your mental health are actually walking towards that uh uncomfort and and that unfamiliarity and and sort of seeing what you get on the other side um it's a good question
2: yeah i think also um even in talking about things even in like therapy like there's certain things that like you know i've realized like are harder for me to talk about or you know if sarah my fiance, brings up feels very like weird or hard for me to talk about so i think Those things are also just like, it shows you, yeah. It shows you that obviously you, there's something there that you need to be talking about or trying to like figure out in some way. Yeah. Who is your and Mason's dream guest for the Mad Happy Podcast? Great question, Ravi. Let's do two each. Okay. You, you want to start with one? It seems like you have one.
0: Yeah, I'll do my first one would be a Kendrick. Wow, that's great. Um, Drake? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. We did not just go Drake. <laughs> <laughs> who would another dream guest be? Uh, I think I've said this one before, but Kid Cuddy. I think, like, for me, that was really, like, one of the first people who talked about mental health uh, in a culturally relevant way i think that you know i i've got some issues that no one can see all these emotions like inside of me i think like those lines i think are really incredible and i think he was really the the influence that he's had uh on culture and and mental health and all these sorts of things would love to be able to learn more about uh, his story and and give him his flowers on the show
2: another one i have is um andrew huberman Mm.
0: go you know, opinions.
1: Of course, go. Yeah, I can't be in podcasting. And I don't know Huberman. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
2: And <laughs> yeah, in two years' now, he has the biggest podcast in the world, basically. But um, what do you love
0: about Huberman for those who don't
2: know him? Well, actually, I mean, he has a, of course, a very popular podcast, like talking about all things health, including mental health. But he actually just shared like a lot of his story on on a different podcast that I listened to. Which show? This morning um, on Peter Attia, but I can send it to you. And he also had like a crazy basically like mental health experience in his life and that like let eventually led to where he is today but i think uh he would be a great guest to have
1: you know i think it'd be fun to have i think it'd be fun to have russell brand on the show
0: he's got a great sobriety book
1: yeah and he's he's kind of a you know controversial in some circles i suppose but he's been very vocal about mental health for many years and he's in a really, seems to be in a very different place than he was, you know, five, 10 years ago. So I'm a big fan of people that evolve and are vulnerable enough to evolve and, and, and change and grow.
0: Yeah, what uh, my old therapist recommended me, his book, Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Yeah.
1: A What conversation surprised you most of the first 99? Ooh. <laughs> good question
0: uh i think that i was really pleasantly surprised by our conversation with emma chamberlain oh was
1: that such a good one
0: two or three. Two. I mean, two. she totally changed how i think to this day about influencers and vloggers and content creators uh and i think set the tone for all the wonderfully talented and amazing people in that space that we've spoken with since and i think uh I remember. I think I think it was on a Saturday or Sunday, and it was just the weekend. And I was like, "Ugh, oh, we got to." After
2: I set the sauna on fire,
0: after payment, I set the sauna on fire. That's in, right in a Soho house, I think. That's right. um And
2: well, actually, on the show, I said someone else did. But...
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone from on on the board of Soho was listening. And it was just such an amazing conversation. And I think she was so cool and so down to earth, and spoke about her anxiety and being lonely and and all those sorts of things. Um, and I think it obviously speaks volumes to the incredible like career that she's built for herself. But I remember just leaving that being like, damn, like that was amazing. And, and she was actually so dope. And like, I thought this was just going to be like a shallow, like flogger. Um, and it was really, really pleasantly surprising.
2: I'll answer that. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Well, do you have one
0: before I go? Uh, you, I'll go after you. Go ahead. You have
2: one though? I do. Yeah. It's locked in. You're not going to change your mind
0: he'll only change if it's the same as what what you're that's correct
2: let's see i mean one for me would be uh i love the combo with rami as well love it that was also one of the first 10 episodes so i think those first 10 were definitely a, a unique experience just him talking about his story and 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 how he's tried to tie in mental health into the show i think is pretty amazing and he was just such a friendly guy that, you know, it felt like you've known him for a long time, and he could really share some of the stories in, like, a very
1: conversational way. So that's one I would say. I've already mentioned it on the show, but I'm going to go Logic, episode wow. one. One and done, huh? I mean, I it was a special episode. Go back and listen to it. It was a special episode. It was... Back when he was retired. Yeah, <laughs> and he was he was vulnerable he's a vulnerable guy you know and and he takes heat and i don't know like there was a musicality to the way he spoke about his story that i thought was really fun to listen to he was vulnerable but also he's lyrical
0: like even in conversation even in conversation
1: yeah. he's lyrical the moment you all had about his song and 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 you mason reflecting on the when you first heard it and. I just, for me, that, you know, episode one was fabulous. There's other highlights, like like little moments, like when Dixie D'Amelio opened up and was just... About the seizures and stuff, that was also a yeah, crazy one. totally yeah. candid and very... open. This is pre-Hulu show where they basically talk about all this stuff on Hulu. Like, you know, she was very candid on this show. Anyway, there's a bunch of those moments throughout. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. But Logic, that's my one.
3: Hi there, this is Corey Olson, a um, huge fan of the Mad Happy Podcast from Madison, Wisconsin, currently at school at University of Washington, Seattle. And my question for you guys is, what's the best piece of advice you could give to your past college self if you did go to college um, or kind of in your um, beginning of your 20s um, in terms of kind of uh, figuring out what you wanna do for your career and kind of the next steps in life? Thank you, guys. Love you.
0: Love you too, Corey. Great question, and and I'm gonna have to pass this one to payment. Yeah, shout out to Corey.
2: Thank you for the question. I mean, I think it's a hard thing because from when you're in like first grade, like you, you just hear about this like path of like going to going to school and then going to college and then like having a job or a career and knowing what you want to do. So I think don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think be continue to be very curious and you know now with with all this content out there with with any podcast that you know you can listen to or any video on youtube like you can explore all of your interests uh, in a very easy way and then once you find things that you are interested about trying to you know message people to talk to them about it or get their take on it or even just continue following what they're doing so you can learn and try to get you know an internship or uh, you know helping them in some way i think is like probably the best way in and and getting in it you know an example of like the actual what what the work is what the job is and seeing if that matches with with what you thought it was and with what your interests are so i would just try a lot of things and um just keep going and and be patient and just like keep working hard so that opportunities
0: can show up for you i think that my answer would just be to just stay vulnerable you know i think on the back of, of what Payman said you know it takes a level of vulnerability to put yourself out there to try these different things to apply to internships to make a resume you know i think when doing any of those things where we're putting ourselves up to subject ourselves to judgment or failure or criticism there's all these like thoughts and fears that come into our head and i think it's so easy to just the uh, no nah, i'm not going to go for them. i'm not going to apply for that one or no i'm not going to go talk to that guy or girl or no, you know, the easiest thing to do is nothing. And I think it takes a lot of uh, courage and, and vulnerability to put ourselves out there. And I think only through that vulnerability are we actually really able to learn about who we are, what we like, what we don't like, who our friends are, what, what our parents think, all these sorts of things. Um, so I would say just really leading with vulnerability and, and just seeing that as, as such a strong trait. I agree what's yours
1: if I think back to my early 20s it's similar to payment I think for me what works is meet with everybody ask questions and meet with everybody you'd be surprised who will sit down with you if you ask most people don't ask you know so often we don't do things for the wrong reasons. So often we don't do things because we think everybody else is doing it. If we worried about that, we wouldn't have started this podcast. You know, it's I hear all the time in our industry, everybody's got a podcast. I'm saying like, no, that's not true. Isn't podcast saturated? No, it's saturated with crap. Always ask. Put yourself out there, but show up and ask and then sit down with people. And then receive that information, don't overstay your welcome, and then reach back out in three months. You know, make a list of people that you, that you met with and reach out to them once every three months. Be authentic, be yourself and meet with as many people as you possibly can. And that will, that will lead you to places.
0: What would your guy's best like, uh, like networking, like advice be for someone who maybe just graduated college or like, how do you meet with as many people as you can or like what are what sort I mean, of the right things yeah are? i
1: mean this is definitely not a mental health question but uh, no, but i think uh, yeah, yeah
0: i think yeah, yeah. it kind of is because it, at least when i think about it, meeting people i'm nervous i why yeah. would this person want no, to talk to me or like it's you know point. i don't know I, I, how I do guess, i stay genuine i don't want to put on a mask and feel like yeah I'm fair bullshitting enough this person fair like,
1: enough i get i think i guess my point more is is that my answer is not going to touch on mental health as much but my 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 answer is there's a lot of ways but one is Try to not make it a favor. Figure out a way where you can add a tiny bit of value, even perceived value to that person. And just being near people, being around people, like a meeting doesn't mean necessarily mean you have to sit down for coffee for an hour. That's going to be very difficult. But a meeting can mean a quick hello at an event where you say something to that person. You know, that's a meeting. And then continuing to show up. I mean... Find small ways where you can add value to somebody that's above you in the food chain or, or, or just in a position that you admire or in a position that you like, and find a small way to add a small amount of value to that person. Don't overstay your welcome, but come back. That would be my, that would be my advice. And then that compounds. Um, if you're reaching out to a company, don't reach out to the easiest person to get access to, like DM Payment, DM Mason. Worst that happens is they don't respond. More than likely they'll respond. How many people do you think Payment de- always responds. Payment responds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's a that's a real thing. People don't reach out cuz they're afraid that yeah. everybody's reaching out. And that's just not the case. Most people don't. And putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, especially to folks that have been through a lot of this stuff, they're going to respect it and then that'll be helpful.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I would say like something similar. I think it's like I think a lot of people also think that like the number of people they reach out to like that's how they they can do it so they'll send like the same thing to like a hundred quantity thing that doesn't work but obvious it it becomes very obvious when you receive a message like that and if someone's busy or they're just like not into like receiving a mass email then I think it's just like more about showing that you spent a lot of time um, and effort in it and still that doesn't guarantee that someone will answer but I think that gives you a better chance and then i also think it's like now of course like you have access to message anyone that doesn't mean they'll answer but then also like you know you probably have a some sort of connection to someone maybe that's not like the eventual person you want to talk to and like going to them and laddering up over time uh can also be another way to do that because yeah it is hard and like you know instagram like people are getting a lot of messages especially if someone's very successful so i think there's both ways and and you know or you know reaching out to like you know someone someone who you, you look up to gary Vee, so you get in touch with 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 d rock or tyler on his team like that's maybe that's a li- little easier you build a real relationship and then over time you can yeah um yeah
1: that's great advice i agree what's the
0: next cue final cue final cue yeah fq final
1: question what is your happy place i think
0: i have two i think my first happy place is snowmass colorado just on the slopes maybe riding up the high alpine chair on on just a bluebird day with with some fresh snow with some of my cousins some of my friends i think that's really like my biggest pastime uh for me my parents my grandparents i think that's really you know born in aspen you know i think really being there uh is just so special to me. Um, And then I think my second happy place would be Algonquin Park, uh, Ontario, the the place where I grew up going to summer camp. Uh, Same thing, third generation in my family. Uh, My grandmother had been going there since 1936 or 1949. The camp opened in 36. I first went there when I was seven years old. Uh, Met like so many of my best friends there. I think those are my two happy places.
1: Phineas? My happy place is when I am making progress or when I feel like I'm making progress. If I feel like I'm making progress in any form, I am happy. If I feel like I'm not, I'm not happy. And it's pretty simple. How do you know? It's just a feeling. I don't know. It's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. And it's visceral for me. You know, I feel it every day. Like, there was 3 hours today where i just did not feel like i was making progress in life and it like it compounds i just feel like i'm not making progress and then it shifts and i'm like okay actually yeah and it's not about wins and losses it's just a feeling it's like yeah. um and it for me i'm working on it stabilizing a little bit more but i i definitely am, i'm very in touch with that feeling but that's my happy place if i feel like i'm making progress i feel happy the other thing i'll add is inside of a really good conversation mm. is my happy place like a true podcast producer would say inside of it <laughs> when you're multiple layers deep inside of a conversation and you're not thinking about anything else yeah that rare moment you're like transcending in conversation yes yeah. that is that is as close to bliss as i have in life yeah for that's me. pure yeah that's pure for me
0: payment what what's yours
2: so since this is the last question before i answer i just want to share one crazy story so i was in new york on thursday and i was in philly on friday and i flew back on saturday night my flight got delayed like four hours oof! and i was at the airport and the the flight had just the other flight that came in had just landed so they were still like off like bringing people off the plane and it was like 10 p.m and there's like all these like high school kids everywhere like a hundred of them. And I was like, why are there... So like a class trip? trip or something? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. And there's these two girls sitting next to me. And I just, like, was, like, listening to them talking. And they were just, like, all of a sudden started talking about Mad Happy. And I was like, like... I wasn't even wearing anything that said Mad Happy. So I was like, like, do they know, like, that it's me? Or, like, they're just talking about it? And they're, like, on the left side, They're, like, looking at the Uggs, like, all this stuff. And then I was just like... I was like, all right, I got, I got to say something. And, and whatever, I just... I was like, oh, are you guys, like, one of the girls was wearing, like, a Michigan hoodie. So I was like, oh, do you go to Michigan? She's like, no, like, we're in high school, and we're on, like, a college tour. So they were, like, juniors, and they had been on, like, mm. a two-week college tour. And I was like, oh, like, that's so funny. I went to Michigan, and, like, I actually started mad happy. Like,
0: I just heard you guys talking about it.
2: And and it was just, like, a really. Were
0: they, like, so embarrassed? <laughs>
2: what did they say? They were pretty shocked. I would say. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And then they were just, like, telling me that, like, they go to harvard westlake so it makes more sense but um that one of their friends is like a i mean they're fans but one of their friends is a huge fan so we we sent her a snap but um but it was just a i would say it was a pretty crazy experience of just you know the growth of the brand over the last six years and and it was a very proud moment even though it was just like a small thing for me what i would say for my happy place is um you know i think I didn't think location when, when you first brought up the question, I thought just like, you know, technically, or, you know, it would be great for like, you know, just whenever we're, we're with ourselves um, to, to, to also be, feel like we're in a happy place. And so I think part of my mental health journey has at least been being, feeling happy, whatever that means for me in, in, most situations that I'm in, regardless of where I am or, or who I'm with. And especially when I'm alone, I think like a big part of life is being able to be like comfortable in your own skin and being alone and, and just living life. So I think that I'm, I think my happy place is just like when, when I'm with, with myself or with others. And I think more and more, like as I go on in my life, hopefully like I feel that way for more and more of my life, which means I'm just like being truer to, to myself and who I am. That's a bar. Sweet, so the last part of this show is we actually asked some of our favorite guests um, from the first 99 episodes to just to share their favorite memory on the show or something that they've learned about themselves or their mental health since since appearing on the show. So we're gonna play some of those. Some of those, we'll we'll, we'll add a little commentary for, and some we won't, but hope you guys enjoy it. And thank you so much for all the support uh, on the first hundred, and hopefully many more hundreds to go.
1: Okay, final section of episode 100. As Payman said, we asked some of our favorite guests to submit a voice note to the episode. The first is from friend of the show, fan favorite Tinks.
4: Hi, guys, it's Tinks, and one way that I support my mental health is through cold plunging. Cold plunging has been proven to really help with anxiety. And I've definitely found that it makes a huge difference in my life. I actually was influenced by payment to get a uh, cold plunge in my house. And I love it. It never gets easier, but you get kind of addicted to it and it helps me sleep. And I always think, okay, well, this three minutes is going to be hopefully the hardest part of my day. So I absolutely love it. And it's really helping my mental health
2: thank you tanks thanks for the shout out uh same i think we've talked about it a lot on the show the the cold plunge uh for anyone that has ever done one knows uh how good you feel after and you could even do it with a cold shower or uh in a cold body of water so pretty accessible and and i think everyone should try it if you haven't and she's right it doesn't get easier but you get you you really start you build liking, up a tolerance yeah though. you build up a tolerance and you start liking the feeling and and knowing that it's good for you and and it's going to give you some like clarity and revitalize the rest of your day. So highly, highly recommended. Love that one.
1: Next we have, I think one of the more emotive episodes we had on the show. The rising star Vic blends.
3: Yo, yo, what's good, man? Happy family as well as the local optimist. My name is Vic blends. And one thing that I've done since our interview for my mental health has been starting therapy for the first time. Uh, that's something that I was a little nervous to do before. And I honestly have no idea why, because now that I'm in it, I can see that this is the sharpest tool in my shed. It's one of my biggest assets uh, to what I do and how I live my life moving forward. I'm so grateful to have taken that first step. And now to be knee-deep into it and to to be in love with the process as well as uh, reaping the benefits of the process, I feel extremely clear. I feel extremely motivated. And more than anything, I feel confident in the person that God made me. Um, I absolutely know who I am at the core, and I know what I'm here to do. And I just credit a lot of that work towards uh, me just working on myself um, and taking a step back to give myself the time, the grace, um, and actually the pace that I need for a long life. I was sprinting for a long time, uh, just forcing everything head on and, and looking at my problems direct uh, versus trying to find ways that I could work through them. Uh, so I'm grateful to be on a new pace in my life and to be able to take care of myself has uh, been one of the, my most favorite things, man, that I've been doing all year. So. Uh, thank you again for our interview, and I can't wait to talk to y'all again soon.
0: Man, that is that is incredible. Uh, Vic is so inspirational, dude. I mean, even just to listen to that note, I think what he does uh, with his content, and then even just hearing him share that, I think for men's mental health, especially, is a true, true inspiration. I mean, it's hard to listen to that and not feel juiced up, and and to think that you know conversations that we've had on this show can inspire someone to start therapy or, or really take something that feels like a huge step in that way. Uh, it's pretty amazing, man.
2: Yeah, I love that. Love a special that. one. Love that uh, Vic started uh, therapy, and he's also launched uh, a podcast also since we had him on called called Deep Cuts. Really good. I, I, if everyone um, would check that out, I think he's put out a couple episodes so far, but, but really, really good, and, and, and he's working really hard in this space. So big shout-out to Vic. Next we
1: have Victoria Garrick who now goes by Victoria Brown. She got married since coming on the show. Congratulations to Victoria.
4: One thing that I have done for my mental health since going on the Mad Happy podcast is really seeking help in more areas than just the obvious. And what I mean by that is, as an entrepreneur, 25 years old, now kind of settling into what my career path is, Prior to this, I thought, you know, seeking help was only going to therapy or only talking about what I was dealing with, and that's so important, and I still do that, but I've branched out to make sure I'm seeking help from mentors in my field, that I'm delegating where I can, that I'm um, communicating with my husband, if you have a partner in your life, to make sure that they can support you and you can support them, so I feel like I've done a really good job of taking all the weight off my own back and getting support and help where I can. And then what is my favorite memory from being on the Mad Happy Podcast? It has to be meeting Mason and Payman for the first time and just getting to chat with them and hear more about their stories, and really just kind of start our awesome friendship, which has continued, I think, through the past two years. Has it been two years since I've been on the show? Um, Mason and Payment are the best. They're as authentic, genuine, and honestly just cool as they sound on the show, and I think that's been special for me, is it wasn't just a one-time appearance, and I never talked to them again, which that sometimes can happen a lot in this industry, but Payment and Mason really, um, you know, create that friendship, and, stay supportive and i feel the same way for them so i think that's my favorite memory is kind of getting two friends out of the interview
0: thank you so much victoria was uh loved having you on as well and then has been great to maintain a friendship and a relationship too uh again congrats on getting married uh big steps since you came on yeah love your love your point about mental health since the show uh definitely as, as a lot of people know i say all the time my biggest thing is asking for help, um, and being vulnerable. And I think, you know, in whatever areas of our lives, as you know, we all continue to work on our mental health. Um, obviously a lot, we're not like newcomers to the space by any means, but I think it's super interesting to hear you talk about, you know, getting through that first wall of like, well, I just go to therapy to talk about my problems and what's wrong and, and this and that. And, and, and obviously there's so many more levels and growth and, and evolution uh, that stems off of that, so I think it's cool to hear you be in, you know, chapters three, four, five, six of of your mental health journey is awesome, and uh, yeah, keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for the note.
2: Thanks so much, Victoria. Big shout out to you, like Mason said, and keep it up. We're excited to keep following along, but thanks so much for for uh, chiming in for episode one hundred.
1: Okay, that's a wrap. Episode one hundred, a hundred weeks in a row, pretty impressive. What are your closing thoughts, gentlemen?
0: Uh, my closing thoughts are just a big thank you to all the listeners. I think the, the community, we wouldn't have done 100 weeks in a row if nobody was listening. So I think the fact that there are people that are listening and are enjoying and, and guests who are continuing to come on and, and wanting to share, I think uh, obviously it, it, it takes more than just the three of us and our team here at Mad Happy and Studio Friends to really make the show happen. Um, And it obviously wouldn't be possible without that. And I think, you know, this isn't the easiest show to listen to. You know, I think there are conversations that are triggering and and we talk about serious things and and really dark times. And and I think that's really part of the beauty of it. Um, And I think, you know, just a big salute to everyone who takes the time to really listen and obviously this type of content makes you feel some type of way about yourself and your own life and your own relationships and and it's very active you know this isn't this isn't a mental health isn't really a passive thing the way that we talk about it um and I think that's just so admirable and and inspirational that that many people want to want to take on this stigma that has been built up for far too long and you know by by supporting this show and and by supporting Matt happy and talking about mental health and all these things like we are breaking down a, a, a century plus long stigma that has like plagued the world and and plagued the human race for way too long and i think with with what we're trying to do and like talking about this shit really has the ability to just have everyone be so much more fulfilled and happier and connected um, and healthier and safer um and and really changed the world as, as cliche as that sounds. Um, I think it's just what I, what I'm thinking right now and definitely just overcome with, with gratitude. Um, and it's just so beautiful. I feel so honored and lucky to be able to do this with, with you two as well. Um, and I'm super excited for, for w- what's next.
1: I feel grateful as well. It struck me earlier when payment said, we've been you know Matt happy's been six years and this has been two of those years means that i've been part of the Matt happy story for two years which i'm humbled by it's a brand and a business and full of people that are inspiring and like i said at some point in this show like legitimate operation but also you know this is a this is a place that's mission driven And it's, uh, you know, I'm humbled to be part of it. I, I, I really genuinely enjoy producing this show and yeah, I'm excited for the future as well. Very, very grateful. Um, I think in, in the next hundred, we can have fun with these episodes too. I think we're going to try out some new things. I think we can try to add more, you know, Mason mentioned it, like it's a tough genre at times, but we add levity to it and i think we could do more of that in the new year and so i'm excited for for new stuff and and to continue to have these conversations but anyway i want to thank you guys as well i'm very grateful
0: absolutely brother thank you phineas absolutely yeah
1: thank you
2: phineas and i think if we do it for another two years that'll be four years and eight years of man happy so 50% of the time so it's pretty good I love that Uh, and um, yeah I think you guys said it well thank you to everyone for listening and we'll keep it going
0: peace and love y'all peace thank you the mad happy podcast is brought to you by optimism